You have three voicemails. I'm imagining, right, a colleague coming to me, and I tell the colleague, "I was only focusing on you. I didn't notice." What you were talking about? I'm going to HR. I am definitely going to human resource, and I'm getting disciplined or even being fired. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, very, very, very disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> just look at Ngoptring. I watched some of her vlogs for just, <laughs> just for, for research know. purposes. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to the show where we have the convos about Vietnam. You know. Hello there. Welcome to Convo Comrades, a conversation with the community about Vietnam. We've got a very special um, episode here. Our second ever raw reaction episode, and it's about a news piece, a very controversial news piece concerning Shark Tank. Specifically, one of the comments made by a shark. All right, let's take a step back and explain what Shark Tanks are. Okay, so Shark Tank is a uh, reality TV show. I think it's franchise and started in the U.S. and now it reached Vietnam and it's in season four at the moment. And the purpose of this is for contestants, mainly startups, to be on the show and call for equity, call for investments from these so-called sharks. So these are very seasoned investors; they have experience as well as capital. To invest, all right. Mm -hmm. So the startup will come mm -hmm. up, present their business. There will be a lot of challenges from the sharks mm -hmm. about how the business works, things like that. And at the end, the sharks will put an offer, an offer to buy a stake in the business. Okay, so that's how Shark Tank works. Mm -hmm. It's a very fascinating show. I've seen it a couple of uh, episodes, but recently, season four, episode two. There's one business in particular. It's called We Bike, W I I Bike. Okay. How do you spell bike? <laughs> B I K E. All right. We Bike. B U Y K. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> B U Y K. All right. So move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We Bike, and. Uh, The presenter is the CEO Nguyen Thị Thu Hằng, and is a female person. Okay, it's a person of uh, female gender. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Very well paraphrased. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wait, so a little bit uh, background on the the we bike business, just so everyone is aware. What they sell is um, electronically no electric bicycles. Uh, yes, electric bicycles, but more importantly, electric parts that could be fitted to any normal bicycle and help them run. Really? Yeah, yeah. Any bicycle. Really? They claim that within 15 minutes, you could install their kit onto any bicycle and it will run by electricity. But how? Like... I mean, you've got the battery and all that stuff. How do you connect the wires and make sure that, you know, the motors and everything are powered by electricity? I don't get it. How do you do that? They don't explain that explicitly on the show, of course. Oh, okay. Uh, Because in the show, if I recall, I was just watching and I thought it's just, you know, an electric bicycle. That's it. No, no. They also sell electric. So their focus is on green traffic uh, solutions, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that makes it much more interesting then. Okay. Obviously, I was uh, half awake while I was watching it. Okay. So, what's the real controversy, Long? Um, because from what I've heard, I think there were a number of comments and remarks throughout the show. Uh, it's not just one that were, in a way, interpreted that uh, you know it was very focused on the appearance of the founder and less so on the capabilities of the business and the potential that it can achieve. So I'm just going to quote here three quotes that I collected in the episode, and you tell me how you feel, okay? Okay. The first quote is, "I was focusing on you, so I didn't notice anything special about the bike." That was in response to the founder asking whether the sharks noticed anything special when the bike was being ridden around on stage. What do you think about that? Well, very, very, very disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, very, very straightforward. Okay. And uh, the next quote is: "I don't care about the product, but I only care about you." What do you think about this? It sounded very nice. But given this, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought you're going in on him again. <laughs> no, but all of this depends on context, right? But mm -hmm. at, when I hear that sentence without hearing the context, I thought it's fine. But given this is all about the startup, the business, mm -hmm. this is actually not good. Okay, we could go into more detail later. And then the third yeah. quote that I got is: "I told you right from the start, as long as you're clean, green, and pretty, it's all good." <laughs> okay, this is very. Uh, this is getting like uh, disgusting now. <laughs> so, when I translate this, yeah, you can translate it as "as long as you're clean, green, and pretty, it's all good," or you can translate it as "as long as it's clean, green, and pretty, it's all good." But then it cannot be pretty. Yeah. So it has to be directed towards the founder, the girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so why are we discussing? Why are we having a raw reaction? Are you asking me? Y yes, unless Shark Fu, you want to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great to have Shark Fu on the show, right? <laughs> but anyway, hey, Shark uh, Fu, come here, come on the show. We're just gonna like, you know, tear you apart. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if he knows English, but okay. Of course, what are you want to. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, uh, you okay. know what? He can probably pay for a translator to come along. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So controversy. All right. Specifically on gender inequality. That's what I'm noticing here mm -hmm. regarding these remarks. And uh, I've seen a lot of uh, past episodes on Shark Tank, and the vibe is the same. It's, it's not new. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, this episode is very deliberate. Mm -hmm. It's very explicit. Mm -hmm in terms of word choices and content. But the vibe was there since season one, season two, whenever there's a pretty CEO on stage, mm -hmm. all the male investors get hyped up and they joke around regarding, you know, the, the, the CEO's appearance and how pretty she was. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's always been there. And I feel like this is um, not good, not good. Mm -hmm. And so why is this story particularly stirring conversation then? Yeah, so from all the criticisms that I've seen online, because this show is aired on um, television, mm -hmm. it will directly impact the viewers, especially younger generations. Mm -hmm. If it's being allowed to air like that with such comments being made towards intelligent female entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. it may give a message that such 
comments or such thinking is okay mm-hmm. and is allowed. So I think that's the harmful bit. Yeah. I mean, if you are, you know, already developed, you're educated. When you hear such comments, you just filter them out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Done. But if you're young, you are still trying to absorb in knowledge. I think that's the danger there. Mm-hmm. Got you. And just to play devil's advocate here, because you know we do try to be balanced on this show and to present all sides of the argument. So going back to the quote, let's say, I don't care about the product, but I only care about you. Some people would argue that, well, the comment is more towards the fact that he cares about the founder. And I think this is what we touched upon in our previous episode with Andy when we talked about VCs. Normally, for VCs or for just angel investors, when they're investing into startups, you know, it's less so about the actual robustness of the business model or or the potential of the market. Those are still very important dimensions. Mm. But because it's in such an early stage in the business, they mostly focus on the people and whether they have the potential and the skills in order to get the startup over the line Mm. and to achieve great success, at least in the short to medium term. So a lot of people argue that the investor here, the shark here, is really saying that the founding team is the important aspect and less so the product. What do you think about this? Yeah, I think that's true. And I really think that's what he meant when he said, I only care about you. Do you? You sure? Yes, 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 definitely. He is is a stingy man. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh, man, I would I, love to have shock food <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> but but uh wait wait long long you're not you're not gonna get away with that. Um and not <laughs> explain yourself. Why did you say that he's a stingy man? <laughs> I've seen I've seen a lot of previous episodes okay. where he made deals, right? And uh, he always tried to bargain. Okay. So how it works is the the startup CEO will put forward an offer, mm-hmm. let's say one million for one percent of my company, mm-hmm. something like that. And he'll say, Okay, one million, but for ten percent. Yeah. So first of all he always bargained, which is fine. So that's that's not an argument <laughs> <laughs> No, no, he said, but, but... he said first of all he always bargained. <laughs> Which is, which, is fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine on its own, but it's adding up weight. All right, all right, to, okay, fine. <laughs> Second, point my, is... my point. Second point is he always asks for um, reassurance. Uh, for example, if the business fails, you have to come work for me for three years with a monthly salary of five million dong per month or something like that. He's the only shark that has this clause. All the other sharks were like, okay, I'll just invest. If you go bust, fine, I lost my money. Okay. But this guy is like, no, no, I'm not willing to lose my money. You're going to be my employee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to enslave you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So uh, maybe stingy is not a very polite word to say. Yeah, I think um, so too. He's 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 a calculated man. Yes. So he won't just waste money on pure looks. Mm hmm. It, okay. Is that uh, what I'm trying to say? He does a lot of research where he puts his money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, the general boardroom male environment in Vietnam definitely think gender inequality is there. And they joke a lot on this kind of things. Can I ask you, Long? <laughs> yeah. Have you been a board member? <laughs> I, ha- I haven't been a board member, but uh, look at Shark Tank, right? Even the the list of sharks, you know, the investors 
it's always only one female and the rest is male. So you can look at uh, a board from looking at the show. Male to female is five to one. It's three to one, but okay, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's three to one. I thought it's four to one. I thought it's okay. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but my observation is that that thinking of rich male board members tend to make um, sexual jokes. Is there? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quite an assumption. <laughs> I, I don't think it's an assumption. It's it's happening. It's real. We just don't know it. Okay. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> so what's bad about this? Yeah, how, how do you feel? Yeah, you know, you were asking my feelings, which I shared. Yeah, um, okay, so how do I feel? I think there is basis and there is ground for that argument in terms of the investors wanting to focus on the founder and or the founding team. Mm. But it happened three times. And those were the three quotes that I quoted at the start. So it's kind of like a recurring theme. Mm. So it's not something that is a coincidence. It's not something that can be misinterpreted. It's something that is quite deliberately or actually subconsciously delivered in the show. Mm. You know, for some context, Long and I both work in a professional environment here in London. So corporate London, that's probably the most corporate that you can get, probably just shy of New York. So we understand what corporate is, what professionalism is, and what the working environment should be like, or it's the sort of the standards here in the West. And let's just say you can never say these things. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. imagining, right, a colleague coming to me and discussing some sort of document. And I tell the colleague, I was only focusing on you. I didn't notice what you were talking about. I'm going to HR. I am definitely going to human resource and I'm getting disciplined or even being fired. Yeah. I don't care about the product, but I only care about you. I'm getting fired. <laughs> yeah. Um, I told you right from the start, as long as you're clear, okay, that is, I'm definitely getting fired and probably going to jail as well. Um, so all these comments, that's not going to happen in, in London. And I appreciate the fact that I think Vietnam is, and in Asia as a whole, really, is much more patriarchal, uh, um, which means that, you know, there's a much more focus on the male and it's male yep. dominating. We talked about this in one of our episodes in the past um, about age, right, and gender. You know, I made my views very clear that it's very difficult to be a woman compared to being a male. And so, yeah, I understand the difficulties. And I think it's very undermining when you're putting yourself out there to sell an idea or a vision. You know, you've gone through a lot of work. I mean, they've got a technical product director, you know, product developer, fitting all of these things together, making that, you know, I would call it like a minimum vile product mm. to showcase to the world. And you can tell from her tone as well as from her emotions, how much she cares about this product and how much of an impact, a social and an environmental impact that it has to, to Vietnam as a whole. So... Someone is going out there in front of, you know, everyone on reality TV to really tell a story. And by giving these sort of comments, you're really undermining that and placing the focus more on her appearance. Mm. And it, it's, it's funny because some people say that, you know, she's not even that pretty. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's beside the point, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Some people say, okay, I'm, I'm going to play it back to you now. What if she doesn't feel that way? We're arguing left, right, and center about this. Mm. What if she wasn't even offended? What do you think? Then I think that's uh, 
even more worrying. If that's the case, then she must feel that this kind of behavior and and word choices is acceptable, where it should not be. Mm-hmm. You know, to, I'll admit to you, the first time I watched this episode, mm-hmm. I just put it on the 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 background, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that there's some controversy, so I, I, on the back of my head, I was looking for that controversy. But the whole episode played through, and I didn't notice anything. Was it because you were washing your dishes? <laughs> no, because it it didn't scream out controversy to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe a part of my brain is also accepting that fact. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, I sit down, I watch it carefully, and then I notice the word choices were very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. So this is what that uh, criticism is talking about, right? It's it's by airing this sort of things on television. Yeah, we are telling the audience that. This is acceptable, guys. Just talk this way. It's fine to joke about mm-hmm. people's appearances. You know, especially younger generations, we accept it. And maybe that lady has accepted it somehow mm-hmm. and is using it to her advantage. Yeah. And I think that, that society teach women, you know, if if we don't change society, women will have to adapt to their strength. Okay. Yep. Uh, just, just look at Ngoc Tring. I watched some of her vlogs for <laughs> just for, for research know. purposes. <laughs> yes, for research purposes. And I know I genuinely admire her as a person, you know, um, as a characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Why do you admire? She said from a young age, she learned how to use her beauty to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. Like to ask for free favors, mm-hmm. you know. When I, she was in school, she asked the class leader to help her with her homework, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, from a young age, and she, I, you know, I admire her for for admitting that. So yeah. that's being honest, right? So uh, yeah. So if society teaches people there's gender inequality, there's a big focus on appearance, then women will have no other choice but to accept that and uh, work that to to their advantage. But I think that's wrong. Yeah, That's a temporary solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need to re-educate, spread the right kind of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's the way forward. That's a great point. And I think this whole situation is a weird one as well, because if you look at the West and the East, and we talked about this in another podcast with mm. our golden guest, Chang, who works in tax in one of the biggest professional services firm in London, there is a huge difference between the relationship of you yourself with your colleagues in the UK compared to you and your colleagues in Vietnam. Mm. In the UK, once you finish work, your colleagues are dead to you. You don't care about their lives. You don't care about anything. You carry on with your personal life. You do your personal things. There's a Mm. clear set boundary. Whereas in Vietnam, I think in the business context, it's much blurry and it coincides with the personal context. You know, we we joked about it, right? We we said that, you know, junior colleagues of bosses, they would go and pick up the boss's kids (laughs) from school. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think it seeps into the everyday conversation as well of how people talk to each other in a business context in Vietnam. And also the way that we talk, you know, we have Ang and M, right? 
So there's a natural hierarchy there. There's a natural sense of intimacy or closeness in the relationship. Mm. We're not just saying the names, right? It's not fool and <laughs> what, what, what's what's the other guy's name sorry uh hang yeah fool and hang <laughs> you know hang wants this to go ahead fool do you agree with the capabilities and <laughs> processes needed no that's not gonna happen yeah no you know it's you know elder brother fool or something right you know there's that sense of closeness already in the language that we use yeah. together with the cultural context of how we work with one another, it's it's very it's more personal mm. than just pure business, and that's why I think the barriers for people to make those sort of comments that are seemingly borderline inappropriate, it's just much lower. Mm. So there's a much more natural tendency for people to make personal remarks and comments in a Vietnam context or an Asian context. I think definitely that's why re-education is key. We need to learn what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. If it's not acceptable, then don't accept it. I feel some people find it unacceptable. And if they feel they cannot make any impact, they just accept it anyway. But we're here to say that we can make an impact. The world is developing. And we see this wave of criticism from these remarks. It proves that times changed. Yeah, Gender equality is here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so moving away from these immediate stakeholders and parties involved in this whole incident, what if it's all staged? To what extent is the responsibility on the show producers? I think it's also 50-50. I mean, the show producers could totally edit all the (laughs) remarks out Mm -hmm. if they have clear quality control and, uh, you know, if they, they value certain values. Mm-hmm. that they want to promote to the wider audience. They mm-hmm. could just cut it out and it's done mm-hmm. easy. Um, so I think it's 50-50. The, the sharks could make a remark, but the producers chose to retain those remarks. Uh, but from looking at it, it's cut very abruptly. You know, when I watched the show, I could hear clicks and pops. And, you know, when you cut scenes in a not-so-perfect way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm saying the, the producer is not very good as well. Well, <laughs> editor fam. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and maybe it's a producer that's giving us the, the wrong context mm-hmm. because maybe the shark did say something first and the producer decided, oh, this, this is yeah, too Yeah, I mean, what if the guy <laughs> says, I would never say, and then you call <laughs> yeah. him... <laughs> And then <laughs> you you cut off the I would never say part out. <laughs> yeah. And there's 180 degrees of what he meant. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, what if like he spent like, you know, 10 minutes uh, monologuing about women's rights before that? <laughs> and then you just cut it out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think it's 50 50. And uh, the producer held the final pen. I don't mm-hmm. think, I, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming here, I don't think the producer sent. Uh, a copy of these guys for final approval. No, I don't think so. That'll take ages. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're happy with what they said on camera. So yeah. there's no need to. So the producer had a final pen. So I yeah. think 50 50, mm-hmm. definitely. Interesting. Okay. So any final conclusions then? Yes. Final conclusion. I do. I do have it. If you find something unacceptable, speak up. Actually, that's, uh... no, that's that's an amazing... <laughs> you, have a, you made like 
10% of your point and I have to interject. My okay. question is now, okay, put yourself in a position. Okay. You're a pretty young entrepreneur who's trying to yeah. raise funds for your particular startup to try to save the world. Perfect. Okay? Yes. Feel like that now, Long. Close your eyes mm. and feel like that. Yes. Now, your company's at stake here because mm. you're in debt, as mentioned mm. in the show. Your yes. company's dying. It's got a yeah. vision. You need money. You need capital. Yes. And this show really is like the final bloodline for you to get some sort of pump escape <laughs> right okay. yes. from the depths of hell okay and then you've got this shark sitting there saying these things yes there is no other way for you to gain capital what do you do do you just accept or do you fight back and speak up like you've just said <laughs> what do you mean there's no no other way no other way to raise capital and funding she was crying. No one wanted to give her an offer. She was crying. That meant that, you know, she was going down a dead alley. There was no way of coming back. No other options. It's a make or break situation for her. Try to imagine this, okay? You're in her shoes now. You know, you quit your, let's say, corporate job because you wanted to follow this startup. Yeah. You wanted to save the world. Yes. You convinced your parents. Mm. Your parents said, you're an idiot. Don't do that. You know, stay in your office job. You didn't listen. All of your friends are now working in like big banks and corporates. They're doing very well. Hmm. You need to prove yourself. You've got no friends and family supporting you on this venture. I'm, I'm making this all up, <laughs> by the way. But you get the idea. And you're losing money every single day from this startup because you've got to pay your developer guy to try to fix the batteries all the time, right? Yeah. What do you do? Are you actually going to speak up? Okay, yeah. If you phrase I'm so it like that. You said like 10 words in your conclusion. <laughs> I jumped in immediately. Let, let, let me uh, approach this in a scientific way. Okay. Okay. First of all, I need to work out my prioritization. Mm -hmm. Do I prioritize my values of being recognized? as an equal business partner, or do I value the survival of my company? Mm -hmm. And then subsequently being regarded as an equal business partner when I have had my success. Okay. So can you answer that now then? <laughs> <laughs> Parents hate you. <laughs> friends don't want to be friends anymore. <laughs> This is no, no. This is uh, you've got exactly no, you've got no love life. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is exactly what it feels like in in that Shark Tank uh, room. All the sharks were just challenging her, and then she felt pressured. Yeah, I don't think she cried because her parents doesn't love her. No, of course not. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. it's just in that particular moment did she get yeah. a lot of challenges. Yeah. Okay. Given current Vietnamese gender inequality problems. Mm -hmm. I would do what she did, except I'll just not speak up. Mm -hmm. Sad reality there. Mm -hmm. Because I know that this can't be changed today. Mm -hmm. But what can be changed today? My company's survival. Mm -hmm. So let's do that. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm successful later on, I would change. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sad reality, sad choice. But hopefully with this podcast, re-education, mm -hmm. 
everyone will be able to think differently. Oh come on, probably like 50 people are going to listen to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what what if I say something very controversial now? Yeah, say then... something controversial now. Go. Uh, uh, Chuck Fu is a, a very intelligent man. <laughs> okay, why, why? Stop attacking him! Come on, don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm praising him. I'm praising okay, him. well, look. My conclusion is, and I shared this view in an article for Millennials Life. Shout out to them on the topic of toxic masculinity. And toxic masculinity is really when someone demonstrates their masculinity traits, but then it harms others, particularly women, but not just necessarily women, but other men and also the broader society. The example that I gave is, look, everyone should just imagine, especially the men here, you should just imagine that you have a daughter, okay? Okay. However you want other people to treat your daughter, that's exactly how you should treat other people. Mm. And it's simple as that. So... If I'm thinking shock fool or anyone, you know, I don't want to go in on him again, but just people who make comments like, I don't care about your product, but I only care about you, to my daughter, I'd be pissed. Yeah. So that to me is unacceptable. I told you right from the start, as long as you're clean, green and pretty, it's all good. That's unacceptable as well. So I think the best way to judge your behavior and how you communicate to other people, especially women, if you're a man, is always put yourself in that scenario. Would you want other people to do the same to your daughter or not? I think that's probably the best way for me to um, to judge someone's actions or their behavior. Uh, I think the, to, a quicker way is just to think as myself. Do I want someone to say that to me? You know, the, I, I feel there's no, but, no need to. <laughs> no, but one of the reason why you have to imagine a daughter here is because sometimes it's difficult for you to think of yourself as the other gender, right? But when you have your daughter, you have this very sort of fatherly emotion towards the daughter and you don't want her to be discriminated because of a gender. Yes. That's the intention behind that, yeah. But I also don't want myself to be discriminated against <laughs> so, so. As long as you're clean, green and uh, muscular along. <laughs> I actually feel quite nice. I know, them. I know. When so, I said that, I knew you were going to feel happy so. with that. Yeah. So, the, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's the difference, isn't it? Because as a man, when you hear that, you might feel good about yourself. Why is that? Right? That's... I know. Then there's something different between gender. Yeah, then. imagine, like, if you're if you're presenting a product, you're you're feeling very passionate about it, and someone says that, oh, I don't care about the product. I just care about, you know, your 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 packs. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so that's how you would react, right? So it's very yeah. difficult to put yourself in that situation because we're men. But I think if you think of it from you know your daughter's perspective, then yeah, and and you think of it from a third person's perspective, it pisses you off. Yes, yes, but is it acceptable though? So I feel it's nice, but is it acceptable to me? Maybe it should not be acceptable, and I should speak up. It's like. Dear sir or madam, <laughs> Dear. <laughs> please do not talk about my packs. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, can we conclude the show then? <laughs> yes. yes, let's conclude the show. This is serious. It's not a funny matter at all. Well, you were just like dissing shark foo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to conclude with my views. You've already concluded. No, we're concluding the show. We're not concluding <laughs> your views anymore. Do you have anything addition to add? 
<laughs> no, I don't have anything that this shouldn't <laughs> let's, let's conclude the show. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for tuning in <laughs> into the second ever episode of Raw Reaction, where we discuss Shaq Fu's controversial comments regarding WeBike. Disclaimer, we are not sponsored by WeBike at all. B-U-Y-K. <laughs> <laughs> hey, B-U-Y-K. That's not bike. Yeah, bye. And then... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not sponsored by WeBike. Thank you for tuning in. Join the community at Convo Comrades on, you know, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Instagram... We probably should have TikTok on there as well. Yeah, yeah, soon. As for now, bye-bye. You know, I hate it when you do that. It's... I cannot do it. <laughs>